Welcome back to the Black Cube Podcast. This is your host, Norm Reed. Shayla Valley, JL James. And this is, I guess, another season of the Black Cube Podcast. This is the spring semester of 2022. And we did a great hiatus. We did like a fantastic hiatus, and that was unexpected. But we're back, and we're going to try to stay consistent within this semester for the next couple weeks. So you can follow us at follow us at blk3.podcast.jsn and you could also send us an email at theblk3podcastjsn at gmail.com with that being said how are you feeling about this week or how are things going for you jl um this past week has been kind of long honestly with like different classes and early mornings and some of the assignments that my professors have been assigning, they've been a little bit longer than I anticipated them to be. But um, still a good week, though. What about you, Shayla? Um, I would say it went by pretty quickly. I think we had a good Monday, right? Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so... And then we also got a Friday for the snow day, so it was kind of a short week. But I feel like it went by quickly, especially the Friday went by a little too quickly but um i don't think it was that bad i'm like in the middle of changing my sleeping schedule so it was kind of a good start what about you norman um this week has been testing my patience in the most humbling way possible basically i had to well i have to do um like three big projects in the next like 72 hours i have to finish a physics exam I have to study for my cell bio class, which is on Monday, and I have to work, do something for my internship, which is due on Sunday. But besides that, this week has been, this week went by really quickly, and it was crazy. However, um, I'm making the best of it. So now let's move into like our first topic for this podcast. And the first topic that we wanted to talk about was the fact that our Black Studies Department is now moving out of the trailers that, temporary trailers that they were initially put into. And they're getting moved into an official office and building on campus. So what do you guys think about that? I just feel like it's about time. Because <laughs> those temporary trailers were like for the last like 10, over 10 years. Three? 30. 30? Exactly. Um, so that's that's not temporary at all. I like that they are moving to an official building, but I feel like it's still a building that nobody goes into, nobody really sees. The basement like, of Old Main. Yeah, it's like, I only go there if I absolutely have to, and that's actually like never. So, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, think? Old Main is for like education majors or like if it's like a foreign language i think yeah. you go in that building outside of that you don't really have to go there anymore but i don't know i feel like it was a win just because they now have an official like yeah. office but it's also like kind of not a win because like the location. it's location is just not accessible to like most people um, i feel like most people wouldn't even know that the black studies department's in old main unless they're a black studies major mm-hmm. but you know think to like 
it, it's a good start to getting it like out of the trailers, but old mean you could also get lost in old mean very easily. <laughs> like they have like set floors and then they have mid floors in between floors. So like it is very like you could get frustrated when you just want to leave. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it like it's a start towards something better, but it's also really confusing. Quick side note, I don't know who like designed the buildings on this campus. Like I don't know why every building is confusing. Like why is there mid floors for old me? And then in science hall, it's like the numbers go backwards. Like when you're trying to find a room number. It's like so weird. I don't know. That is true. I don't know. Whoever built these buildings or like architect, they must have been very there must have been a vibe in that day because it doesn't make sense on how like the school is structured. Um, but also to continue on this topic is like, why it took so long for it to happen for 30 years, for the past three decades before this podcast was created and before our like time on this planet, right? They have been in trailers. That's pretty sickening actually, to be honest. And being the second, like the second school to have an actual like black studies, like department is just that's actually really sad i mean but like since bsu mm -hmm. blacks no bsd bsu is like organization that made bs yeah well, anyways um there was a professor i forgot his name i can't remember his name but he was going off during um bsd and he was talking about like um like congregating all the students voices to like get this thing to happen and it actually actually happened because i feel like yeah, I think, yeah, yeah McWilliams yeah. something like that. Like, it actually happened. Usually when there's, like, something unjust, it takes so long, just like how it did with, like, the Black City Department. But in general, like, why does it take so long for things to move towards, like, something progressive, you know? Yeah, they're, like, everything is, like, oh, it's, like, a 10-year plan. I'm, like... It takes okay. 10 years to... Just find a place. Yeah. They gotta take 10 years for that bridge, too. Like... Imagine it's been like in the tunnels. Yeah, <laughs> it's been like two. It's been like a semester since. It's been over. Over semester. Yeah, because they started like as soon as we got back last semester, and the semester's done, and then like now it, we're here and they're still fixing it. That's actually nasty. Mm -hmm. um, Probably gonna be finished like maybe next semester for the fall <laughs> for the new incoming freshmen. They should have did it over the summer, honestly. I mean, but COVID though. What do you mean with COVID? They're outside. Still. There's only two people that works on it at a time. They finished that art building really quickly though. Exactly. I don't know why you're making excuses for that. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about <laughs> devil's advocacy. I don't know. Or playing devil's advocate. But uh -huh. yeah, I just find that to just be really crazy though. There needs to be more quick, positive change, progressive change. Yeah. And it's Black know, History Month too. Yeah, like I know stuff takes time, but it's like that just reminded me of like the other day I was in class and um like the professor put up a picture of Mae Jemison. And I'm like, everybody knows who that is. Like she's the first black woman to go to space, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like even if you don't remember her name, it's like when you see the, you picture, see the picture, you're you like, know. Oh my gosh, I know yeah. who that is. And my class is not a lot of people of color. And so they were all like, I don't know who that is. And I got so upset and I was like, y'all don't know who that is? Y'all didn't learn about this? Like I learned about her like 50 times within the last 
I don't know. And I'm just like, okay. So that just made me realize, I'm like, we do have to do like a diversity credit. And I'm like, why don't we have the diversity be something like of black studies or like something like that? Because the diversity that I took was like an English. You don't want to know what diversity <laughs> like... I took Russian culture as my diversity credit. And that's crazy to say out loud right now, especially what's going on in the world. But that class was a movie. Like, I don't know. I was failing for the basically three quarters of the semester. Then I did all the work and I passed with like an A. By the graces of God, you know. But <laughs> but yeah. Um what you call it? Oh, another thing. Before we pivot to a different um topic, it is Black History Month as the time is recording. And Black History Month does not stop within just February, it's all year round. So do your education and your due diligence to um, let's learn about people who have paved the way for you, whether if you're black, white, whatever, they, black people are like at the, basically the epicenter of a lot of things in, within society, such as like modern culture, um, music, art, anything you can think of, probably a black individual contributed within that field. Likewise with all three of us contributing within our STEM field. So, yeah. So the next topic that we want to touch on was the Kanye documentary that recently came out. I believe the first episode, when was the first episode came out? Like two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Um, I personally have not started the documentary yet, so I, I'm really eager to like hear your thoughts on it. You gotta um. tap in, you gotta tap into the, <laughs> the madness, the legend of Kanye West. Side note, I bought an, a sweater from Kanye um, Yeezy Gap. I ordered that sweater January 10th, 2022, right? That thing delivered last, this week, Wednesday, which was like a day in time, right? And it's been like over 40 days. I was like, I don't know what's going on, but now I got my sweater and now I don't have to hide in Kanye's bushes trying to like beat him up. But that's besides the point though. Anyways. <laughs> The sweater is fire. Kanye West is a legendary artist, mogul, mastermind, billionaire, maybe Playboy because he's going through some stuff um, with Kim and like all his crazy stuff. However, and I think he's a philanthropist too. I don't know, maybe. But the the documentary is gas. I highly recommend checking it out. If you don't even know who Kanye West is, unlikely. But if you don't know, I feel like this is a good introduction into who he is as a person. Like. You can get to see where he gets his confidence from, from his mother, um, Donda, made her um, soul rest in peace because she passed away recently. And yeah, like you get to see Kanye like as a fresh new artist, as a a producer first, then a rapper, then he got success, then the success came away from him, and now he's back being successful. It's just crazy. I highly recommend you checking it out. Do you have any? Yeah, you took the whole thing. Um... <laughs> no, because Kanye's a legend. Like... I gotta listen to college dropout, even though I'm not gonna drop out of college. Like, you know, I gotta understand the mastermind of Kanye West, you know? Yeah, I would say it was really good. I think it's just like seeing his story of like, like him fighting to become like who he was. Um, I found it also crazy, like all the songs that like came out later on, like he already had like prior, which makes sense, but it was just like hearing it now, I'm like, Oh my gosh, he just did like he just dropped that. But yeah. Um 
Yeah, I think it was pretty good. Um, I just like, I'm like looking forward to the next one. I only watched the first one. I think there's about two more, three out now. Yeah, but mm -hmm. yeah, I'm gonna see if I can work that into my schedule. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. it's on Netflix. No, I should be in a public domain like YouTube. But then again, the whoever made the podcast, podcast, whoever made the um documentary, he needs to get paid bank from Netflix, and he probably did. He but, probably did. But to continue talking about the guy who actually made the pod, um, made the documentary, that's Cody? over twenty years. Is his name Cody? Of, yeah, Cody. Is that's over twenty years of footage, and it looks real, like this crispy and like mm -hmm. high quality and stuff like that. And I mean, our technology is very like advanced now, so we could definitely like upgrade that footage. It, yeah. True, but I was gonna say, um, hmm? true. I was gonna say, um, he was originally a stand-up comic, a comedian, <laughs> right? And he quit his job to help fulfill or document Kanye's life when he went to um, New York City. I think mm -hmm. that's really crazy. Like, imagine like you see you see a, a vision or you see some success somewhere. He dropped his whole career just to f try try something out, and now yeah. he's like, I feel like after this documentary is going to be like after it's fully out, he's going to be world renowned or like within this country, he's going to be everybody's going to know like he's a good docu like filmmaker. Mm -hmm. So. I was saying that to say, like, do you think in your lifetime, do you think that you can just, like, drop everything for, like, what you, like, really wanted to do? <laughs> I am so sorry. Like, I don't... I think it really depends. Like, in a way, like, he kind of already started his career and was, like, a bit in his career. And then he did, like, with the television show. So he was making money from that. So I would say, like, he had money saved up in order for him to be able to drop it and, like go still go and do what he wanted to do um but me with no money in my account no let's say you're established like you want to be uh, a surgeon right let's say you're established in your field for like 10 years when you just and you have a calling like i want to do this would you drop being a surgeon or you would continue just doing your job even if i mean i would say at that point yes <laughs> because was, it's already you, you... 10 years i already have the money as a surgeon but I still have my degree. I still have my certificate to still be a surgeon by the end of the day. It's not like I got my, what do you call it? You finished residency or whatever. No, like there's a thing when you get your license like revoked. Like it's not like I lost my license to still be a surgeon. Like by the end of the day, I could still go but travel, it... do what I want to do and come back and still be a surgeon at the end of the day. But I'm don't you have to go to, okay, true, true. I don't know. I feel like it depends, kind of like what Shayla was saying with like money and like mm -hmm. the support that you have too. Because mm -hmm. like, like, like the way I'm imagining it is like, like let's imagine like someone who worked towards like getting a job, but they have like they don't have like the people around them to support them, or mm -hmm. they don't have like money to support them, and then they want to change kind of like that idea. It would seem like much harder because like. It, it sounds bad, but like, and it's natural too. Like people think like, what if it doesn't work out? You know, mm -hmm. and then what, what would you do after that? Like, what would your next steps be? You gotta learn how to yeah. pivot because into I something like, else. I feel like even with Kanye, like he's, he definitely had the support like from his mom, like all the way. So like that, like helped push him forward. But then even then when he was like going to like the different record labels and they were like saying no, and like he took his time out or like got an apartment in like New York or no, New Jersey. But like he was still selling his beats, 
So it's like he was still kind of getting something to help keep him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? No, I'm saying like for Cody's example. Cody? Cody. Okay, there we go. For Cody's example, right? For his example, right? He really dropped everything. Like he was, a, and I feel like he was an established mm-hmm. like performer in his um in his region in Philadelphia, I believe he was from. And he really said yeah. all that. He dropped everything just to try something out, try out his hand in filmmaking, and try out his hand in, like supporting his friend. Mm-hmm. But that's easier said than done. I mean, I don't know. Like, let's say you're calling, let's say you, you had opportunity, like, right now, during undergrad, like, to do something that could, like, lead to, like, a lot of money, like, a legitimate money in the field that you want to try out. Would you not go for that? But then again, I would still need the support from other people or, like, my family or whatever it is because it's, like, I mean, even if you, even if it was, like, let's say if it was somewhere in California, but they're not paying for where I'm staying, they're not, and I'm just, like, basically doing a free internship i cannot do that because i don't have the funds to do that but like let's say if it's still in new york and i'm still living with my family but i can still go and do that that's like that's still a different you know Mm. i feel like he still had the funds to still be able to do that plus he's like if he was well known he could probably go to like one of the the stand-up yeah like (laughs) one of the shows and still like you know And also, too, you have to think about the time and effort that you put into something as well. Mm-hmm. Your timing is so, a big factor. Because, like, if you think about, like, like let's say now, like, I'm, like, if I think of the example of you, like, you're a senior. And you haven't, yeah. gra- and you haven't graduated I'm yet. I'm not right? that old. No, I'm not calling you old, but I mean, like, you're, like, this is your last semester, right? Like, what Indeed. if someone were to ask you, like, give you an offer for a job, like, drop all type of schooling right here, right now? Mm-hmm. To go take a job somewhere else. If that job make paying me six figures without a college degree, it's lit. <laughs> but you, you put in four years, four whole years of your time. I mean, I'm still gonna get my degree at the end of the day. Like even if I take that job or not, like I want to do it because like I want to give myself that gratification of all the hard work I'm paying, like all the hard work I've done has has paid off, and also like see my parents smile, like oh, my little son graduated and I'm an adult. So yeah, I don't know. It, I feel like it depends. It's all about timing and execution of whatever thing you're doing or opportunity you're trying to take advantage of. So, yeah, that's our long-winded explanation of the Kanye documentary. <laughs> Tap in. It's on Netflix. There's like episode one, two, and three. I think three, and also tap into the social media beef that Kanye's been going through. It's crazy and legendary. It's very entertaining too, but also kind of sad because Kanye. Oh boy, honey man. Anyways, um, on that note, we are gonna we're gonna pivot into our outro. We're gonna still keep our motivational quotes. Don't worry, we didn't we didn't lose that. We we still got that. We are here. Um, so my quote is from. <laughs> sorry, my quote is from Uncle Uncle Iro. Uncle Grandpa. From Uncle Avatar, Sam. The Last Airbender. We Not the ops. Him. We don't talk about the IRS here. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Uncle Sam, that's crazy. Anyways. I know like it's Black History Month and this is not per se a black person. But I really like, I was watching it, so I saw it. But it was like, hope is something you give yourself. That is the meaning of inner strength. 
and you know some people like you just can't lose hope and it's just like i just know like the other day this girl was like i give myself no hope so that i'm not disappointed but i'm like that, if you don't have zendaya hope, aren't you what wasn't that zendaya no, I'm talking From, about an actual yeah. real person that I like. Oh. She yeah, she, yeah, she said that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was talking about like she actually said that in real life, like pertaining to her classes and stuff. And then I was crazy. like, <laughs> I was like, I just feel like if you have no hope, like in a way you're kind of like lost. Mm. And so like, especially in those moments when you're feeling like really down, mm -hmm. you have to like have that hope because that is truly like inner strength. Mm -hmm. To help you keep pushing forward. That's pretty. Uh, it's not Zendaya. I, I mean, but Zendaya was <laughs> but like. But yeah, she did say that. Expect nothing, so you don't have your your, your hopes crushed or whatever. So. She said yeah. that. <laughs> no, she was harnessing her inner. What, what's Zendaya's character in um, Euphoria? Jules Rue. I don't know. I don't know. All I know that show is toxic and. It's very pro anyways, off topic, never mind. <laughs> it's very problematic. Um, okay. So my quote is by Viola Davis and it says, All dreams are within reach. All you have to do is keep moving towards them. Mm -hmm. Um I thought this was like a really deep quote because I feel like personally I've been having like a lot of life problems with like motivation and kind of like pushing myself to keep going. And I thought it was, in general, like a really inspirational quote, possibly for like listeners and everybody else sitting here and right now. <laughs> um, and really just like kind of reminding yourself that the dreams that you set out for yourself, your goals that you set out for yourself, um, they're reachable. It's possible for you to reach them. And um, you just have to remind yourself that when you're feeling down, when you're feeling low, and it seems as if they are too far for you to um, get. You can get there. You can definitely get there. That was a fantastic quote. When I was listening listen to it, I was thinking about an anime character, but he's low-key a villain, but also protagonist. Aaron Yeager from Attack on Titan. Like one of his famous quotes is like, just keep moving forward. I'm gonna, keep, I'm gonna leave it at that and I don't want to spoil the, the anime for y'all if you are also interested in watching animes but anyways um so my quote is from Malcolm X um the quote is if you don't stand for something you will fall for anything I like that quote because it's like you need to ha I feel like that quote is like having like some type of morals or some value or a position that you you really believe in and if you don't believe in that you can just tumble and not like be a strong, I don't say a strong individual, but if you don't stand for anything, you might fall for, wait, if you don't stand for something, you might fall for anything. Basically, have your opinion, stick to it, and don't let anybody, like, take that away from you. That's my understanding from that quote. Shout out to Malcolm X, Black History Month, you know? A couple more days, so I gotta still have my fist held high, you know? <laughs> nah, it's really funny to me, because it's like, it's like, it's a symbol and we still take it seriously, but like at the same time, we be like, we do it in like a, I don't know, it's kind of like a funny way. Yeah. Speaking of, okay, okay the, off topic, even though this is like, yeah, off topic. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people from our, from the like the African diaspora, 
we use comedy as a coping mechanism for a lot of stuff. And it's pretty crazy that we do that. Even the most dire situations, for example, like the 400 years of like slavery, people still make light jokes of things. I'm just like, people, yeah, a lot I of people, like, uh-huh, like, sorry, no, I was saying sure. a lot of people really like lost their lives. Your ancestors lost their lives and you're making jokes in that sense. Like, it's kind of crazy. But then again, I feel like comedy or, yeah, the use of comedy or funny jokes is like, a good way to like cope with like the trauma you've been through yeah like it's easier to laugh about something that have to actually like like sit and think about it and like actually go through those emotions but it's like it's even like those times where you had like an embarrassing moment or something happened and like in that moment you're like oh my gosh but like later on you're like yo that really happened like that was that funny <laughs> but yeah I don't know. I've, I feel like what you just said is true, but like I feel like especially especially for people of mm-hmm. like color, is very prominent. Even within like for example like, well, me making a um, me laughing while I'm t- saying this, but like especially like within like my household or like the Caribbean or Jamaican people, we make jokes about everything. We make light of every single situation, <laughs> and it's sometimes it's not even like a joking matter, but it's just like a way to like express certain emotions and. Yeah, basically, it's a way to express certain emotions so you don't have to, like, deal with, like, the actual, like, mm-hmm. reality of, like, mm-hmm. yeah. of things. But so. I feel like also, like, funny stuff gets across more to a person than something serious. Yeah. I'm not a psychologist. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I just feel like I would more relate to... And that's also, like, in a way, kind of how I start friendships. Like, I would make a joke. Like, that's how I start. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But it's easier to make a joke than to be like, did okay. you know? Yeah. Good too to kind of like make certain situations, like make it lighthearted rather than something too serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like what you were saying earlier, like going through those emotions again can really like, it, it, can, it can traumatize you and it could like set your mood for like another week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it could set your mood for like the next day. Yeah. Yeah. I might have to look into, look into that or talk to one of my friends about doing some research into them. But this is the end of our inaugural, not inaugural, wow, crazy, I'm using big words that I don't even know what the meaning is. Inaugural actually means the first. Anyways, but this is the end of our first podcast of this new season. Um, this is your host, Norman Reed. Shayla Ballard. JL James. And you will see us Every Saturday. Well, you would technically hear us (laughs) every Saturday, hopefully, for the rest of the semester. And on that note, bye. Good night. Peace.